Welcome into the Puttcraft Podcast. My name is Reed Nelson. It is Sunday night. We are exactly, it's actually Sunday night at 6 p.m. We are exactly 24 hours away from the Veterans Open being held tomorrow or more than likely tonight, if you're listening, Monday, June 6th at Veterans Memorial Park in Richfield, Minnesota. We will see you all there. Many of you there, not all of you. Okay, a quick announcement. The June 19th Golf Dome Open being held on Sunday, June 19th is being moved, <clears throat> excuse me, to Eagle Lake. And the reason that we're doing this very simply is that the Midwest Golf Dome is uh, not up to our standards currently. And while I had a really fun time playing it on Friday, got a 66, struggled on a couple holes, um, had a, had a good time nonetheless. It just, it's just not up to standards. There's a couple of things. The, it's like putting on cement first off because the turf is, I don't know, 15, 20 years, uh, 20 years old. Maybe I don't, I'm not an expert on this, but it feels like it's old. But that's not the problem I have. The biggest problem I have is the cups at the end. Um, they're, in, they're in really rough and tough shape. So uh, we'll come back to the golf dome at some point if, if the cups are fixed. Um, you don't they don't necessarily have to put down new turf for us to return there. Uh, I mean, I'd like it. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it's, it's the cups. It's the cups is what's keeping us away. So June 19th, Sunday, 3 p.m., Eagle Lake will be interesting because some of you just got done playing Eagle Lake seven, eight times. Be interesting to see what happens to the course record at that course when we return there in a couple of weeks. Two weeks from tonight, actually. Okay, <clears throat> I uh, made a video last week um, with the tee box rules. And while I still need to add a couple of um, maybe 15 more seconds of content to that video, it is still uh, it, it is it, it's going to be posted at puttgraph.com backslash rules. I'm making a new rules page that'll have video uh, walkthroughs of of uh, relief tea boxes out of bounds versus water hazard. So I'm kind of working on that as we go. Those are actually a ton of fun to make. So uh, I know that the tea boxes, I, I want to make sure that the tea boxes are standard. And I think that the, the rules we put in place um, are really strong. And and thank you for, for those of you who advised me on uh, where you thought. I mean, I, I sent a couple of people the video and they're like, this is great. I uh, might want to rethink this, et cetera, et cetera. So that video should be a catch-all for about 99% of holes across the circuit. There are a couple of tricky holes, like hole two at the Midwest Golf Dome, which of course we're not playing this year. Um, it's it's like a kind of like a almost like a horseshoe. It's a really weird shape horseshoe, and and um, th our rule wouldn't technically. I mean, it would work, but it would be really strange. So, uh, don't need to go into all that right now. Puttcraft.com backslash rules. That'll be a work in progress. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Lily Putt this past Thursday. We had a really, really nice evening. Um, I first want to cover some of the highlights. Matt Rolstead's first victory. Um, and uh, <clears throat> it was a convincing one. He wins by four strokes over a 
surging Brady Storhoff, who, um, after a 60 on the front 18, uh, went for a course record 49 on the back 18. He tied for second place with Sean Brown at 23 under. Rounding out the top five was uh, Nick Noble in his second Puttcraft event with a 19 under par, and Adam DeVore in, I want to say his third event at 18 under par. That was your top five. Your six through 10 was Dan Wesley at 17 under, Matt Wyman at 15 under, tied with Caden Burkhart in his debut at 15 under, Caden a golfer at the Concordia University St. Paul, Go Bears, I think they're the Bears, reminds me of that scene in Fargo, White Bear Lake, Go Bears, um, Rick Lestico at 14 under, he had noted that this was essentially his home course, and Joel LaChapelle rounding out the top 10. Uh, Joel LaChapelle, very, very cognizant of the fact that he has our um, highest ever viewed reel at, I think, over 120,000 right now. And it's a very funny reel, too, Joel. Uh, 11th place, Josh Benish at nine under par. Matt Langer in, I, I don't know this off the top of my head, but I believe his is his highest finish was, um, he, had a ve- he had a very strong front 18 at 58 uh, in 12th place at eight under par. Sam Lapidat at seven under par in um, 13th place. He would love to have hole 12 back on his front 18 where he scored a seven. Uh, Anthony Dunkel at six under par in 14th place and Scott Moyer, uh, another newcomer in, in 15th place at five under par. Tied for 16 was Matt Heimerman. Matt Heimerman had a double eagle, uh, second double eagle that ever took pl- or that's ever taken place in Puttcraft history. We're now over 10,000 holes, it should be noted. Uh, so both Robin Schwartzman on hole three at Lily Putt, now Matt Heimerman on hole 16 in Lily Putt. I caught it out of the corner of my eye, unfortunately did not get the video. My apologies, Matt. Um, seven, shoot, sorry. 17th place, Patrick Connors, another newcomer at four under par. Sean Anderson, Ryan Vermeer, and Sam Jensen, another newcomer, round out the top 20. In 21st, Connor Lestico at 10 over, and then Jason Peterson at 15 over par. So, as I mentioned previously, we have a course record broken, Brady Storhoff, and a, uh, a double eagle for Matt Heimerman. And almost, I mean, we, we we almost had several other double eagles. Uh, Adam DeVore, we we posted that on our social this morning. He he was very 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 close to a double eagle, and we were able to capture that on video. Okay, I want to talk about a little bit about Brady Storhoff. Um, a second place finish, his best finish uh, since he won the Dred Scott Open in uh, April of 2012. Let's look at his front 18 where he had a 60, okay? Now, just to give you an idea of the rest of the top five, Matt Rolstead went 54-51, Sean Brown went 55-54, and Nick Noble went 58-55, and Adam DeVore went 60-54. So, of course, you know, Brady looks at that 60 and says, what an opportunity I had. I lost by four strokes uh, to Matt Rolstead, a 7 on hole three, um, to essentially start the day for Brady Storhoff. And, and, 
And, and when I break this down, I, I'm assuming Brady started on hole one. Of course, he probably didn't. Uh, but a seven, uh, I think he actually started on hole 17. Um, a seven on hole three, obviously something he'd like to have back. He ended up getting a three on that. So we eagled that on his um, on his uh, back 18. We'll actually talk about his back 18 in a second. He went bogey, bogey, bogey on 11, 12, and 13. On his back 18, he went par, par, bogey. So, you know, that was easily his roughest section of the day, both on his front 18 and his back 18. And then he ended up bogeying 15 on his front 18 as well. So again, a 60 on uh, is, is not a bad score by any means. Um, but when you turn around and you shave 11 strokes off your back 18, um, including six eagles. Okay. So he went eagle on what two? Okay, let's let's do this. He parred the first hole. Then he went eagle, 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 par, eagle, eagle. I I I'd, I'd have to double check this. I probably don't need to double check it actually, but I'm going to go ahead and say that five out of six eagles in a row is um, a record. <laughs> uh, that that that's a record, and because really eagle at. Um, an eagle at Lilliput is sometimes is like a, a birdie at Dred Scott, <laughs> in a way. Um, then he he goes birdie birdie. He goes three straight pars and a bogey. Then it's birdie birdie eagle birdie birdie. So you know, despite the the camera being on him towards the end, and actually I take that back. He finished on hole. I want to say he finished on hole. God, where did he finish? I think it was that long one. I want to say that's 11. So he parred his last two holes. I could, I could be wrong, Brady, and I apologize because we were running kind of behind and we sort of got everybody back onto the course as quickly as we could. And that's my apologies for that, everyone. But overall, a phenomenal round of golf for Brady Storhoff. And the interesting thing, you know, is there, there were strokes that he left on the course. Uh, including one that we posted last night. Um, so, you know, he was absolutely feeling it and there was still more out there, but still a 49 is, uh, is, is the course record for now. We will return to Lily putt in July. Um, he'll have another shot to break that or to improve on it. And there'll be others gunning for it as well. The night started out pretty windy and then it, it calmed down, um, significantly as, uh, as the evening went on, it ended up being a being a, a, a really nice night. So, um, I want to highlight a couple of other uh, things here. Just off the top of my head, Dan, Dan Wesley recovers really nicely um, from the Dred Scott Open, finishes in sixth place at seventeen under par. Now he also finished in, I guess, technically third place at um, the Match Play Masters. So he was already back. In a very real way, Caden Burkhardt, as I mentioned, a newcomer uh, golfer at uh, Concordia St. Paul, uh, at in fifteen at fifteen under par, I believe that was uh, tied for sixth place, seventh place, excuse me. Um, Adam Devore and Nick Noble will be really interesting to watch. Nick Noble, I mean, set a course record in his first putt craft event ever, so I know he's going to be in the mix a lot. Um, and Adam DeVore is interesting because this was his first top five finish and, uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if he's, if he's ready to, you know, kind of compete at that level at this point. Um, Josh Benesh, uh, Benesh, excuse me, 
getting so close. Um, with a an, an eight, he'd love to have back on hole five. What what I always like to do is I like to look at those, you know, J- Josh had an eight on hole five on his first 18, and then he threed it on his back. Sam Lapadat had a seven on hole 12. He threed it on his back. Um, you know, and then and, and that that's always interesting because it's like that's this opportunity to get this hole back. And, you know, I heard someone say something, and I won't say who, but they had, they started out kind of poorly and they're like, oh, that's, that's it for me. I'm not going to win. And it's like, oh, that's such a bummer to hear that. And it, and it, and it wasn't Brady, but you know, seeing Brady go from 60 to 49, um, there's always something to play for. Oh, and mind you, you know, he almost ended up winning the thing Brady did. So, um, but still, even despite that eight, Josh was uh, in the mix for a top 10 finish um, and, uh, you know, I, I think played pr- pretty well overall, shaved off nine strokes from his front 18 to his back 18. Other notable improvements, of course, other than Brady's 11 strokes, Josh's nine strokes. Um, we had a couple of players, Matt Heimerman and Patrick Connors, who went 64, 64, 64, 64. Very consistent. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Vermeer went 74, 64. So he shaved off 10 strokes. Um, and yeah, other than that, and not, not, not too, uh, many other players. So again, Matt Heimerman's double eagle. Congratulations. Brady Storhoff's 49. Congratulations. Matt Rolstead's, uh, first victory. Congratulations. He wins it by four strokes. And, and as you know, if you've been paying attention, Matt has been in the mix for a long time. I should also note, um, uh, Matt Wyman, who what come came into this as Puttcraft's second-rated player, uh, finished in um, in 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 a tie for sixth place. So so played well. Um, you know, Matt Matt Rolston has has obviously made up some ground on him. Maybe all the ground he needs to overtake him in second place. We'll see. Uh, Matt Rolston is signed up for tomorrow's Veterans Open. Matt Wyman is not um, yet. So we will uh, we'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting to follow that and and. Um, I have an idea of which way I'm leaning right now, but we will see. Okay, let's talk over-unders at Lilliput. We'll start there. The house did pretty well. Um, in So, I, my goal is to land right on it, okay? Um, I, I had, we had 12 people with lines, six of them. I was, uh, went the, I went the under six of them went the over. So yeah, that was kind of cool to see, um, that it was a little different from, uh, from Lily putt, excuse me, Dred Scott, where we had nine people hit the over and only five people hit the under. I, I, I like seeing that split right down the middle. That's a lot of fun. I mean, ideally I'm, you know, let's put it this way. This the the split of t- of over and under doesn't matter. I'd rather be one stroke under or one stroke over on all of them. The, that's the goal. And you know, I I I haven't broke down um, the predictions from from uh, from Lily Putt. I'll do that after uh, the Veterans Open, but um, we'll see. Fifty um, percent. You know, Matt Rolstead, I think, went 80, 82% on his first uh, Dred Scott, and that's just stealing money from the house. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at 50% uh, is, 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 is where I want that to land approximately. Okay, let's break down the Veterans Open over-unders. Um, Daryl Hummany has registered. Um, 
he didn't get on the document, I'd have him right around 80, I think I'd have him at 87 and a half. Okay, Anthony Dunkel, six-rated player at 86.5. Brady Storhoff also at 86.5. And, and while we're at 86.5, let's also say that Robin Schwartzman is also at 86.5. Um, Christina Johnson, JD Ford are both off the books because we don't know anything about them. They might be professionals, they might be rookies. We'll see. Josh Benish at 88.5. Marky Cavanaugh at 94.5. Matt Rolstead, 81.5. He's our third-ranked player. Sean Brown, still the number one ranked player at 78.5, Timmy Albrecht at 91.5, and Tom Loftus at 84.5. But Reed, Tom's a seventh ranked player and he's at 84.5, and Anthony Dunkel's a sixth rate player and he's at 86.5. What the heck's with that? And my answer to that is very simple sports. Sports is my answer to that. Isn't it great? I love sports. I love sports. I feel really good. I feel really good about these numbers tomorrow, folks. So, uh, no pressure. Okay. <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about if you aren't going to watch the brief video that I'm going, that I've, that I've posted at puttcraft.com backslash rules, essentially for tomorrow night's, uh, event, you will be, uh, using the Puttcraft standard tee box, which is a 24 inches from the furthest point away from the hole or approximately the length between the tip of your putter and the base of your grip. Now you may raise your hand and you may say, but read, there are nicely marked tee box at Veterans Memorial Park. And I would say there are, but they're a little too big for us. They're, they're too, they're too much. Um, and you say, well, what's the limit? Well, the limit is 48 inches. If the tee boxes are deeper than 48 inches, then we go back to the puttcraft standard. And my 90 second video that I posted again on puttcraft.com backslash rules does a really good job, I believe, of outlining that. Um, and if you have any questions, of course, you know where to find me. I'll be in uh, Veterans Park tomorrow evening. Okay, let's talk about Veterans Park while we're here. Um, this is a really aceable course. Now, I will say this. Tom Loftus had five aces in a round last year, and that was with, I believe, the extended tee boxes. So will we see that again? It's tough to say. It's tough to say. So if you look at, um, let's see here. Hmm, what is an aceable hole that's a much less aceable? I would say hole 11 is probably much less aceable now than it was before. And let me pull up the number of aces that we had last year at hole 11. I want to say there were quite a few. And the reason there were quite a few is because that carpet kind of kind of leads towards the hole on that one. There was, oh my goodness, one, two, three, four, five, six aces at hole 11. And mind you, we only had 14. We had 14 players finish their round. And we had one, two, three, four, five, six aces on hole 11. So um, hole 17, there was one, two, three, four, five aces. Um, hole three, there was three. Uh, it's a really, really, really aceable course. Again, Tom Loftus had five on his front 18 last year on his way to a 42. 
His back 18, believe it or not, he had zero on his way to a 47. I will also note this. I believe that hole 17 is the easiest hole on the circuit when you consider that it's a par 3. And the reason I say that is because uh, a lot of it, it's 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 a it's a it's a I don't know what you want to call it a, a drainage hole where you put it into the hole and then it goes down to another level a, a two level hole. Um, a lot of those balls are are going right into the cup, and it's an easy hole because even there's there's two cups at the top that leads down into the one cup. I will say that the ball does get stuck in this hole or excuse me, in that tube, oftentimes they have a blower that they actually use to get it out. If your ball gets stuck, you do, uh, you don't put another ball down there because that ball is going to get stuck as well. You need to go to the clubhouse, which is pretty nearby because it's hole 17 and grab a, the blower, grab the blower. Um, and in that case, you can bring it back up to the top and you could re-drop it down the hole of your choice and play it as it lies once it gets to the bottom, which and it very likely is going to go in because it's a very easy hole. When you consider that it's a par three, I think it's one of the easiest holes, if not the easiest hole. Yeah, the average score on this hole is a 1.9. Um, all aces or birdies, only three pars. Excuse me, only two pars. Skylar Buckman and Anthony Dunkel. So, okay. Is the course record in play tomorrow night? So, here is, you know, what we want to look at first and foremost. And that is who's playing. We've got some uh, definite potential course record breakers. Sean Brown. He's going to be there. He has most of the course records. Daryl Hummany has a course record. Matt Rolston has a course record. Uh, Brady Storoff now has a course record. So there is there is a, a, a plenty of good opportunities from the players, from the field. Uh, 74 degrees, partly cloudy. Winds out of the north-northeast at 12 miles per hour. It's, it's a little breezy. It's a little breezy. It's a little something. Um, I, I, I learned my lesson. 15 miles an hour is a, is a real... Um, a real breeze. I, I, I was, I was not under that impression. I'm not a meteorologist like some of you are. Um, the course record is, uh, 37 and that was held by Sean Brown last year. He went, uh, 37 on his front 18 and 41 on his back 18. And here's the scary thing about that 37 that he had only one ace. Okay. That's with a two on 17. Okay, that's with a two on 10. 17 had five aces. Uh, 10 had six aces. Uh, so, so there's plenty of, of real estate, if you will, or not, if you will, to, uh, to lower that course record. Will it be broken tomorrow? We'll see. Um, I don't know. Uh, but 37 is the number that is uh, with no bogeys and only one birdie. I think generally speaking, you know, depending on how you gauge an easy versus a tough course, and you know, we, we don't necessarily have to go into this debate, how much pars matter on that. 
Um, th this is one of the easier, more friendly courses on the Puttcraft circuit. There's hardly any hazards. There's hardly any out-of-bounds potential. There is um, obviously a lot of ace potential. And I will say this, with the new tee boxes, because I want to say I'm pretty confident that last year, I have to look at the photos, I don't think we used the bricks. I think we put down tape somewhere in the middle. But still, tomorrow night's tee boxes are going to be a little bit more difficult. I still think the course record is in play. I absolutely think the course record is in play, even if the tee boxes are slightly more difficult. You're still getting two full feet off the back wall, and you've got any angle that you want to use there, because you can go all the way to the left and all the way to the right. Um, it's not a semicircle, if you will. It's a... Well, I guess it does end up being a semicircle, but it's flipped around. Just watch the video. I promise you, it's so much more, it's so much easier to explain, uh, or if you just watch it. So, um, okay, so prediction, I think, you know, it's always more fun to predict that something fun is going to happen, and course records are fun. They're a ton of fun, and I do think that the next two events, we're going to have course records uh broken. I think we'll have a course record broken tomorrow night, and I think we'll have a course record smashed at Eagle Lake. And again, the reason for Eagle Lake is because Josh Benish, Brady Storhoff, um, uh, Sean Brown, Matt Rolstead, Dan Wesley, they all played several rounds at that course, and they've got it down pretty well. And I, I know, I know Tom Loftus one day played that course and got an ace on all 18 holes, you know, so he's played it plenty too. So, um, it's a great course, by the way, Veterans Memorial is a great course as well too. So that's it for tonight. Um, I'm excited for tomorrow. Again, you can still register over at puttcraft.com. After tomorrow evening, we will post the updated player rankings um, and, and, and a bunch of other things in anticipation for the rest of the month of June. Thank you for joining me and have a good rest of your day.